Welcome to Act React, a podcast where we explore improvisation through conversations with remarkable artists. I'm the host, Daniel Burkholder, a dance artist based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Today, I am joined by Katja Kavaks, a sound artist and interdisciplinary performer from Berlin. I didn't know Katja before this conversation, but I'm so glad that I've gotten to know her a little bit and been introduced to her work. I'm sure after this conversation, you'll want to find her out in the world and see what she's doing. Really, the work is really fascinating and deeply engaging. Um, let's see. Before we get started, a little bit about Katja. Katia Kavex is a sound artist and interdisciplinary performer, a 2007 graduate of Budapest Contemporary Dance School. She has been living in Berlin since 2011. She has acted in, active in several ensembles, including Rao, KVT, Fake Company, and a long-term collaboration with artist Tom O'Dowry. Her works often focus on contemplation and repetition, on the movement of sound and space, and that on the performative possibilities of unusual spatial situations. Her works have been presented nationally and internationally in California, Lisbon, Berlin, Sweden, and Budapest. All right, so let's get started with, uh, with our conversation with Katya. Enjoy. Well, hi, Katya. Thank you so much for joining me on this Act React podcast. Um, our, our mutual friend, Nicole Bindler, kind of connected us, and I'm uh, really excited to have this conversation with you and, and see where it goes. Hi, Dania. Thanks for having me, and thanks, Nico, for the connection. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this kind of the a variation of the question I, I usually start um, with anyone is just today in your life, in your life, in your work, in your creative process, in your day-to-day, -day, what you do, how does improvisation show up, inform, um, kind of happen within those contexts, I guess? Mm. Well, there's the, I suppose there's the artistic answer, you know, like I work with improvisation as an yep. artist, but then there's also the, which is probably a bit of a cliche, but we, we improvise every day, no? Like yeah. we decide whether we cross the street or not. When the car is coming, we adjust how much time we have to, to cross. So it's, well, that's just the, yeah, that's just the basic example, but we yeah. pretty much improvise every day, um, even on a, on a basic uh, level. And, but yeah, more, more importantly, or more, uh, 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 specifically, I do work with improvisation on an artistic level. I work as a sound artist and as a performing artist. My background is in dance, so I come more from uh, specifically movement-based uh, work. And then I turned more towards, um, I suppose, sound-based work. Improvisation and performance is still a strong uh, element in, in all of those. Yeah. Great. So, so maybe we can kind of like kind of suss out some of those things that you already mentioned. And I, I was thinking maybe it might be interesting to start by talking about um, your band, Varau. Is that how you say it? Uh, it's funny. It, um, yes. Similarly to that, it's a, it's a Dutch word. Uh, okay. So I'm also not 100% sure how <laughs> to pronounce it. The, it's similar to the German Frau. Okay. Uh, but Dutch pronounces that beginning sound 
somehow between V and F. But okay. yeah, frau, frau, frau. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll work. I'll work on that. Definitely. Yeah. So. Um, so could you talk a little bit, you know, I, I was I was as I was getting ready to talk with you today, I was watching some of your videos and stuff like that. And watching the video of the, that you have on the website of the band, I was really struck by this feeling or this kind of what I interpreted it as like a deep listening to one another. Like there was just a lot of kind of like concentrated listening and then the sound continually evolved out of that. So I don't know if that's if that seems uh, like visceral to you or, or right in there, but um, maybe you could talk a little bit about the process that you all go through in terms of performing together. Yeah, Frau is, is one of the most exciting projects that I'm uh, participating in at the moment. It came out from a completely improvised situation, <laughs> which was that um, we were on tour uh, three separate bands or like three bands uh, that we were all in one van uh, touring together. And uh, one day we had this idea that maybe we want to shake it up a little bit and not perform in the usual uh, combinations how yeah. we uh, have performed, but to make it something else. And it was in a living room uh, setup, so it was very casual. And uh, yeah, we just decided that the five of us should play together. Otherwise, we were all in different uh, formations. And uh, yeah, it it was very exciting. We we are friends, uh, separate from being bandmates, and we also have known each other from different contexts. So it's we have a lot of layers uh, of connection. But playing music together, we haven't done. We have played with the same people even like in different combinations but with each other the five of us in this combination we have never played before and afterwards we were we just got really excited about it all and the same evening we uh, decided for the name we were in the netherlands at the time so that's how the word came from the sure. dutch language and uh, then it just uh, started to roll from there and um yeah, I think what you're saying about uh, kind of like a deep listening or a deep connecting uh, to each other when we're playing is is a good uh, way to think about it. I I find it um, the challenge and the interesting thing in improvisation. I find and and especially improvising with uh, more people together, the coexistence of simultaneously trying to follow your own thread like doing what you're what you're building in that whatever you're doing in the moment and trying to stay in that but at the same time also trying to listen to everybody else and not just not just do your own thing and uh yeah i think that's to me that somehow like boils down to the core of uh improvisational skills this kind of simultaneous staying with yourself and staying to, true to your own process, but also listening to the others and, and tapping into what's happening in the room. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Like that skill, I think, is kind of at a core when you get to performing, right? That, that, that inner sourcing, but also outer awareness 
and and finding finding that balance. Um, I'm curious, like when you all are performing together, do what what parameters, what scores, what do you have? What do you know when you go into the performance with the group? We mostly know what we have with us. You know, like, like what instruments, what little <laughs> gadgets, what little things you have. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, I think that's probably what we all, we all have a main, uh, a main direction. No, like we kind of know what we're generally playing or what kind of uh, little gadgets or instruments we use, but there is some range in that selection. And I think that's probably a, um, I, that's probably also true for for the others. It's definitely true for myself that before we go into a session, I sit down with my things and I decide what I want to bring and what not. Or if I just decide to bring really everything or I found something new that I'm excited about um, or something that I haven't used in a long time and I want to bring it back. Yeah. And so that for sure defines something, yeah. uh, at least what I have available. And then, yeah, but we don't um, we don't really work with scores, although sometimes we do um, in a rehearsal situation, sometimes we would bring in some wishes. Mm -hmm. I know I wish I wish to hear all of all five of us uh, vocalizing. or I had my radio with me, and then one of my uh, band members said that I would really like to hear the radio, you know, and then that's kind of a a super simple score yeah. <laughs> for me that, okay, try to bring in the radio at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then sometimes we give ourselves time frame, or that's mostly what we, how we mm, structure ourselves to give a time frame. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's great. So it's, it's fairly open when you're performing. I mean, it's very open. It's, it's just limited really by the location that you're in the time frame that you know you have to perform and the kind of the, the sound options that you have in front of you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's 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 really wonderful. And I guess then maybe just one more question around this is like then when you're in performance, I mean, we, you've already kind of touched on this idea of balancing like your own inner impulses or desires um, and balancing that with what everyone else is doing. But I don't know if you can tease out, and I know this is a, maybe a difficult question, like tease out like when you're listening and when you're finding that balance, how do you choose when to kind of step forward a little bit or step back a little bit? I know, I, I know. That's this a good is, question. <laughs> I know it's maybe a little esoteric in some ways, but um, I'm, that's for me also, like that's a curious moment when people understand when to do that. Right. Yeah. I'm curious if you could just wrestle with that idea for a moment. Yeah, I think this group in particular is quite special for me because I, um, because as I said, the the basis for our collaboration is also various friendships within the group, uh, with some people uh, deeper, with some people uh, less yeah. deep. But there is definitely a long, long time friendship um supporting each other in berlin or being um or being um <laughs> sorry ausländer the german word for uh, i suppose we're all immigrants in a way yeah. uh, we're all coming from somewhere else and living in berlin 
And so but that is a strong connection. That's what I'm trying to uh, get at. And I think I personally, with this group, I often really try to just feel it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the end, it, it's, it's going to come to that uh, esoteric, as you said. Um, yeah, some, that is, I think with this group in particular, I have a lot of trust that I can, that I, that I'm, I, that I don't even have to do all the mental work of, you know, like, this is what's happening now. This is what's happening now. Do, is there space for me? But yeah. more just trying to feel it in i also believe um i think we have a maybe a tendency of more stepping back than stepping forward but that's something that i i am interested in a practice that um if somebody is stepping forward and that feels like there's too much happening that the others should theoretically also be in that listening mode and then maybe they are um stepping out or or more people decide to then just step in and then just bring some chaos yeah or yeah. some some really full uh dance uh moment so in the abstract i believe that um stepping forward doesn't always have to come when there is space for it that it can mm-hmm. also really like come forward and let the rest readjust of course in the practice it's not that simple yeah, yeah. And it I mean, really it, needs that trust. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That's the I was just thinking about that that word of trust and really trusting the other people that you're improvising with, so that you know when you're making a choice, they'll they'll kind of be aware of it and they'll respond in a way that is authentic to them, but also respectful of you, and um, and vice versa. That you're doing the same thing for them, and then so then whatever choices people are making it's like trusting that it's for the the whole of what's happening it's not like oh here's so-and-so doing another solo like taking up that like because they just want to i i had a i remember i worked with it with an improvisation trio when i lived in washington dc and at one point there, there was a bass player and it just felt like his goal was always just to play as much as possible he was all, like, like he was all like like just like going and going and going and and afterwards I was like let's and it was like that kind of idea of wishes like I wish there was more like silence or spaciousness in, in this time or whatever and it's like that was a, a harder situation to develop that trust because you weren't sure if if they were always listening in the same way so um, yeah yeah you know there's yeah there's something. Uh, that I love about this question. And I'm not 100% sure that this comes from this person, but I think I want to credit Stephanie Maher uh, for yes. this, um, who I did learn a lot from her about improvisation. And this, um, the idea that you're in an improvisation, it can be movement, it can be sound, it can be anything. You're in an improvisation, and somebody is doing something that you just really don't like. And you kind of, you just wish that they stop. Or you, you really don't like or you think it's going for, on for too long or 
you wish for a change uh, in the in the atmosphere, anything, but something where um, you can't. It's not something where you know that oh, it's missing this thing. It's this. It's more this thought of like there's too much of something, mm-hmm. and you can't take that out because that's the, the that's the choice of your of your mate who's, yeah. who's who, who has chosen to do that. And so, what can you do? to still change the thing. You can't, you can't remove that thing, but you can maybe put in something else that will bring in a transition moment that will then at least bring a change. Maybe it's not gonna bring the kind of the change that you maybe um, envisioned for yourself, right. but it will bring some kind of a change. And then ultimately it will maybe give the space for you to bring in the kind of the atmosphere that you have been wishing for. Yeah. And uh, this is something that I, I really love uh, playing with. And this comes up, up more, I think. Um, I think it maybe also sometimes comes up with the music, uh, the music um, practices, but the fake company, uh, which is the movement-based improvisation ensemble that I'm also working with. I think that I, I feel this uh, often of this question of, uh, how can I how can I change the atmosphere to something else without bringing in the exact atmosphere that I want to have? Oh, like right. how can I how can I just ignite a change, and yeah. then see what comes from that change? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's um it's, that's a great a great observation is because because in that improvisational context you can't. You're, you're not directing, you're not, you're not in charge of the thing. So you can't dictate <laughs> the change. You can, you can offer like, oh, here's some other energy. Here's another idea. And let's see what the group comes. And I think that also comes back to this idea of trust that, that you'll trust that the people you're improvising with will recognize, respond, support, challenge but something in a way that is uh, again like towards this the wholeness of what is happening um yeah, and not, just, yeah. not just having their own good time yeah and right. that's that's the other that's my other favorite uh, experience that i had more in in movement based uh improvisation when you get yourself into a situation that you can't really get out of by yourself yeah. And then to just to just surrender to the space and to distrust that something will happen and yeah. something will, you know, because of course, like whatever, you, you go into a big um, process and then you end that process and then you don't know what's next. Yeah. And of course, you could just get up and move on to the next thing. But yeah, if you stay true to yourself, you don't really have a reason to do that or it's not yet time to do that or 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 something like that and then that feeling of okay i'll just have to trust and surrender and stay calm and something will come and that's that's one of the most amazing feelings that i have experienced in improvisations when then i can i'm able to stay with that um surrender and then that something is coming and yeah. that something is giving me another context within which I can I can move on from whatever I am. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I remember because I, I lived in San Francisco for a little while. So I know a lot of um, like Stephanie and Jess Curtis and Keith Hennessy and Kathleen Hermesdorf and that whole the whole world um, was. And um, I remember I think it was a contact improv class with Jess Curtis. And he was talking about like when you when you're in a dance and you get to a place where you kind of feel stuck, don't bail on that moment. Don't like give up on that moment. Stay in that stuck place for a little while and see what emerges, you know, and sometimes I mean, I think I remember even thinking about like doing a trio and, you know, doing a contact improv trio can get you can get stuck because it's like there's three of you and it's just you're sometimes even physically you're just like in a place. It's like, OK, I don't know what's happening. And instead of just kind of like releasing from it and then reengaging to like break it just to stay there. And something always happens. Right. Something, something, something always has happens. to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Something's going to happen. So don't give up on it. And. Um, and then something unexpected, something that you couldn't imagine often happens. And that's those are yeah. really magic moments, too. I think that um, so kind of we brought up dance, you brought up dance and kind of like so one of the things that I, I was interested in and because of your dance background, like I was thinking about like carried bells and a practice of falling again some of these things that I saw on your website is that there's sound but there's also this attention to like physical action. And maybe maybe could you talk a little bit about that connection between movement physical action and sound and how that has um, some interest or importance to you. Hmm. Yeah, so some of the works that are on my website, it's not so clearly uh, differentiated, but some of the works uh, are part of a larger body of work in collaboration with Tomo Daherty, which, for example, Carried Bells uh, yeah. is uh, a work together with him. We have worked together for over 10 years now. Um, and in the works with him, um, our our focus always um, was um, movement or some some sort of a physical presence was always uh, present in the uh, important uh, in those uh, works and I think our our works also changed in the in the process of uh, time from more performative things to things that are maybe more existing online uh, and doesn't so much have a strong physical uh, presence yeah. but still um, in my understanding as uh, like works for, for me works are interesting when there is some kind of a, a performative element to them and that performative element can be that the the work our online work called minute year it all exists only online it creates a minute uh, long sound recording yes. every day yeah. But whatever is being recorded is, for me, some kind of a, a performance. And that it can be then more or less conscious performance. It can be just uh, surrounding environmental sounds that's um, maybe not so a uh, conscious choice. Uh, although who knows whether the light decides to start buzzing <laughs> in the time of the minute because of <laughs> performative interest. 
but then and then it can be from human human actions that still are not a conscious choice somebody just walks through the space and creates sound but then it's it's really interesting for us to see whether people decide to interact with the work mm. um whether people choose to do something consciously something really for the minute to perform for the minute and um yeah that's maybe the more more um indirect performance uh, element in the works but yes indeed in in carried bells we did uh in 21 consecutive days we walked from one place in the city where we recorded the sound of a bell to a central place and so these walks ranged from 20 minutes to five hours yeah. and that was also like the, the physical activity of walking and the documentation of our walk through the city but also our perception of walking through the city um were um also important we're coming to a bit of a technical situation here <laughs> okay um, so I, I yeah just what i really loved about like especially say Carrie Bells, since you were just talking about it, is that it's like, there's so many ways to experience it as, as well, but either from your perspective or from, from a observer's perspective or whatever, is like, you can go to the place where all of these speakers have been gathered and just listen to the bells and just listen as an audio experience, right? Then, also kind of an intellectual kind of reflection on the fact that these are bells from across the city and that they were all, so it's like a gathering of bells from the whole city in one place to hear the, the like the bell music or something of the city, but all in one place. And then there's also the experience of like you walking or even people seeing you walk with the bell, um, with, the, with the speaker, and um, and then of course there's like this documentation of all these walks, so it's like there's all these layers um, that I mean I, I love that idea of having a project like that where there's all these different aspects and people could experience one part of it, but it's the wholeness of it that is the project. It's not like just the the end result of hearing all the bells together is the piece. It's all of these pieces. Are the piece and um so it's also this kind of there's this kind of um subjectivity on how someone experiences what aspects of the piece that, that gives them an insight into what what the experience of it is um so yeah so there's there's something really attractive or engaging or kind of exciting about that for me of like oh it's not a single piece of art but it is it, it is but it's also all these other pieces that that combine that weave together to create this kind of event and experience so yeah i mean it, I don't know i don't know if there's something there for you to respond to um but that was certainly my kind of observation of kind of looking at it through the through the lens of the website at least mm, yeah um i think we uh also a little bit out of necessity sometimes we create related works 
to the works that we do, um, partly because um, a lot of the works that we do are either uh, taking up a lot of time yeah. or a lot of space. <laughs> and so, um, uh, yeah, we, we do work with duration uh, a lot. And sometimes it's, uh, uh, it's helpful to, um, to, to, to grab some part of the work in a different form and to share that um, kind of selected frame yeah. to give some kind of an access uh, an access point to the work because um mm. yeah otherwise sometimes it can be quite large like yeah. minute year what i mentioned is a work that has been going on for six years yeah carried baz was 20 days 21 days and every day with a, a long distance walked um we have another work uh, called increments which was a single performance that lasted five hours. And yeah, like all of these things are then not so easy to share in a compact way, unless we create some kind of a variation or a version of it that's uh, through which maybe people can at least get the beginning idea. And then if they want to listen to five hours of sound recording, then it's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I certainly have done similar. I had a project a number of years ago now called Unmapped, and it was a duet between myself and a musician, and we um, we taught each other elements of each other's work. He plays guitar and he does a lot of looping and stuff stuff like that. And so he taught me the basics of how to like engage with his equipment. And then we had sessions in the studio, and I worked with him on movement and stuff like that. And the idea was that in performance, we were gonna kind of switch places and see what happened. And um, it was, so it ended up being about a 35 to 40 minute work. And we performed it on the hour, every hour for 25 hours straight. And the idea was that over time, we, we kind of disintegrate in some ways like we just get so friggin' tired that just you know and so people would come and watch for one hour and that was kind of like the little nugget of what they saw so in their mind that was the thing but it was the arc over those 25 hours that was the thing so it was like both like as you said like for us yeah it was the full 25 hours was the piece but people could have something more snackable <laughs> in a way right they could just here's 40 minutes that that you can experience and you have an idea of the the thing um without yeah. seeing the whole thing necessarily but we did have some people come back you know multiple times during that um to see how it was progressing or changing or what have you um, but duration is something that's really fascinating in terms of offering it as an experience like i love the fact that like this sound project has been going on for six years and there's this huge archive now of what it is and what it has been and you know um and that it continually it's like it's always the same but always changing as yeah. well right so that's that's really lovely yeah. so um i don't want to keep you much longer um we've we've you've, so many interesting things that you brought up but and i was 
on your website, you did talk about repetition and maybe like like the sound thing. There's a certain like idea of repetition and the carrying of the bells every day. There's repetition. And um, I think that's just a really interesting idea. And it's something that I've been interested in lately as well. So like maybe you could talk a little bit about the re relationship between repetition um, and just looping it back into more specifically improvisation and um, do you see a relationship there or a tension there or like what's that coming together of both kind of understanding or working with repetition and even when we're improvising is there or, or do you feel like those are separate things can you repeat this one uh, this last yeah. so, uh, how so about, like repetition and improvisation repetition and improvisation like what's that how do those things meet or do they kind of just rub up against one another and don't necessarily ah, i see hmm, good question i'm 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 totally fascinated with repetition and it's something that i i love doing uh, i love using as a as a form of um working and i do work with improvisation so i suppose i should try to bring the point here that they don't rub up against each other and that they totally can uh, work with each other <laughs> let me see um i i think okay, maybe this is related to the question of uh improvisation versus scored based improvisation or like open improvisation versus score based improvisation yeah. Um, which is also something that I, I do a lot with uh, my other band, KVT. Oh, yeah. Um, so in comparison to Frau, maybe Frau is completely open improvisation with, if scores, as I said, like very um, minor, uh, small constraints. Whereas with KVT, we really work with scores. Okay. And, um, and, uh, and a lot of repetition. And I still, I, I do think that it belongs to the, to the, to the area of improvisation. Although we probably work with quite uh, much structure. Um, I think I would think of this as a, as a scale or as a range. Like I think uh, something can be so strongly scored that there is little space uh, for improvisation, and then. As we said, uh, Frau, we can also say that there are those cores of what we bring with ourselves and um, what how, how long we play, but that of course leaves much more space for improvisation. And then there is quite a big range in between. And I, I do like to think of uh, all of that as improvisation up until the point when there is no space for improvisation. Yeah unless something unexpected happens which can always happen though no? like right. even if you have the most uh, structured uh, thing and suddenly something happens and you have to deal with that on stage yeah totally so let's just maybe let's touch on briefly about the scores that you do work with kbt and like what do those like what when you have a score what does that score consist of like what kind of elements what kind of constraints what kind of parameters are you putting in place um with kvt we really set the the step stones so um we define what we what kind of an, a musical element we use um 
I'm trying to say it now broadly without specifying, but of course, yeah. uh, each each uh, item would be different in its uh, specificity. Um, but um, for example, maybe we we know uh, that we're gonna sing. We know that we're going to uh, pass the microphone, but we don't know exactly what notes we will sing. Yeah. Um, and most specific, most uh, importantly, with KVT, we use a lot with electroacoustics and with the characteristics of the space so every space will sound different uh, and yeah. that's something that we basically always have to adjust to even if we know what we're um, doing it's always just going to be um, adjusted by the space and by the in by the material environment yeah in the space yeah okay so there's 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 a certain amount of things are that are pre-decided but it's not um, but there's still a lot of openness to it. Yeah, there is a lot of openness and a lot of um, adjustments to make yeah. In, yeah. in the context. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think about like, you know, like some improvisation practices that maybe are from more of like a jazz lineage where they know the tempo, they know the key signature, they know the melody, but then there's still a lot of openness um, to what happens. But um, but it sounds like it's not you, you, the parameters you're using are a little different than that. Yeah, and the outcome also. Yeah, 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 definitely the outcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No one's gonna mistake anything you do for like a Miles Davis track or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for all the similarities that might be uh, there. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, Kata, thank you so much for taking time today to talk with me. It was really wonderful to kind of kind of tease out some of your thinking around improvisation and just the work that you're doing in the world. I, I really am excited to kind of have gotten to know you a little bit as an artist and um, and stuff you're doing. And hopefully we can stay on each other's radar a little bit and um, maybe have a conversation again another time. Yeah, thank you so much. It was really lovely to talking to you. Hey, and you. I was actually quite curious about the, the work that you were mentioning with the 25 hours if you yeah. have anything online about it i would be curious if I, they I, I i think i have like a little like highlight reel um so i can i can send you a link to that yeah great okay great good well thank you have a good rest of your day thank you so much you too Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Katya Kovacs. Please check out the show notes to any links of Katya out in the world. As always, if you have not, please subscribe to Act React. You can find us on YouTube, Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbeam, even on Vimeo. So kind of lots of places to, to find us. Just to know that this is going to be the last episode for a little while. My, the rest of my spring and certainly into the summer is pretty extra busy. So it'll be a little while before I get to some more conversations in this series. So until those next episodes, please take care, be well, and live spontaneously. <laughs>